Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Willkommen zu Coffee Break German. Welcome to the Coffee Break German Show. Ich bin Marc. Und ich bin Oliveira. Wie geht's dir, Oliveira? Mir geht's sehr gut, danke. Wie geht's dir, Marc? Sehr gut und sehr froh, dass du hier bist. Ich bin auch sehr froh, hier zu sein. This is Oliveira's first episode of the Coffee Break German Show. And in these weekly episodes, we're helping you take your German to the next level, one coffee break at a time. If you're listening to the podcast version, make sure to subscribe to whichever channel you're listening on. And if you're watching the video version, which exists, we have a video version of this. Absolutely. Then make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Of course. Also, was machen wir heute, Oliveira? Today we're looking at something that a lot of German learners find difficult. Uh, cases. Cases. Also, los geht's. Los geht's. So one of the things I think that is most difficult about cases for native English speakers is that in English, we don't really see cases in a sense. They, they exist, but we don't see them because we don't have to change words or use different articles. But in German, even from an early stage, we do. Genau. So in German, even when you, you've just started learning the language, you would say things like, ich möchte bitte einen Kaffee, ordering yeah. a coffee. And there already you're using a different case. You're using the accusative case, adding an ending. Yep. So it's all around when you're starting to learn German even. But we will go through each case individually. Don't worry, we're not going to run through all of this. Let's begin with the the sort of basic case, the the the, the most normal one, shall we say? Genau, der Nominativ, the yep. nominative case. Okay. And this is what we use for the subject of a genau, sentence. For the subject of a sentence. We are going to be using some grammatical terms in mm -hmm. this episode. We have to, because we're talking about cases, obviously. And when we're using these grammatical terms, don't worry too much about them if you're not familiar with them. But we will try to explain and put things in the context of English, because that's where certainly I'm starting from. So let's think about the nominative case as the subject of the sentence. So let's take a sentence like, uh, the teacher teaches. Genau. Der Lehrer unterrichtet. So here, the teacher is the subject of the sentence. The sentence is the person doing the action. The teacher teaches. I am speaking in English at the moment. Ich spreche Englisch. So, so ich is the subject here. Exactly. So the subject of the sentence is the nominative case. Mm -hmm. okay. Genau. So you said der Lehrer unterrichtet. So Lehrer is a masculine word. Genau. If we said the teacher and the teacher were a female teacher. Die Lehrerin unterrichtet. So again, die Lehrerin, another subject. Mm -hmm. It's a nominative case again. Genau. There's another situation in which we use a nominative case. And that's after the verb sein. Genau. Or even werden. Yeah, of course. So there are uh, verbs that describe different states of being. But mm -hmm. the most common one is sein, to be. Yeah. And for example, we can say... 
Mario ist ein Lehrer. Mm -hmm. Mario is a teacher. Yep. And ein Lehrer is again the nominative, the nominative case. case. The fancy word for this, if you, if you like fancy words, it's the predicate. The predicative uh, noun in a sense. Genau. So, ein Lehrer. Mario ist ein Lehrer. And that is a nominative. And it's coming after sein or as you said werden. If genau. you're becoming a teacher, for example. Yeah. Mario wird Lehrer. Yeah. Oder wird ein Lehrer. Cool. Genau. So that's the nominative. It's used for the subject of the sentence. But we also have a case for the, well, <laughs> we've got a couple of cases for the object. <laughs> <laughs> Let's begin with our direct object. Okay, so I lift the mug. That is the direct object. It's the thing that's receiving the action, as it were. Genau. So our direct object is what um, the action is happening to or who the action is happening exactly. to. And we use the accusative case for that. Yep. So we will see a couple of different endings, but not too many because mm -hmm. the mo most of the things only change in the masculine, yep. not for feminine or neuter nouns or the plural. So what we are talking about here is when articles change or... Um, maybe adjectives would genau. change and so on because it does have this influence it does mean we've got to take into account what case it is because that will have an influence on the article the adjectives and, and even the word sometimes genau everything that this uh, grammatical function affects in exactly. the sentence basically so what about I eat the apple ich esse den apfel so here der apfel is masculine but because it's in the accusative case because the apple is what the eating is happening to <laughs> That's why we're using the accusative case. And so it turns into den Apfel. Yeah. Der Apfel becomes den Apfel. Now, if I were eating something else that were a feminine thing, what happens there? Die Banane, yeah. for example. It just stays die Banane. Ich yeah. esse die Banane. And it's still the accusative case. We're still talking about the subject being ich and the object, in this case the direct object, being die Banane. Genau. But die Banane doesn't change because... Feminine nouns don't change. So it's an invisible yeah. accusative case. Kind of like in English. Like in English, exactly. <laughs> what about uh, a das word, a neuter word? A das word. Um, ich sehe mm -hmm. das Haus. I am seeing the house. The mm -hmm. house is seen by me. Yeah. That's what the action is happening to. And das Haus doesn't change. Yeah. Okay. So we've got der, die, das mm -hmm. in the nominative. Then den die das we heard den Apfel genau. in the in the accusative, and we also need to keep in mind that sometimes these changes are wider reaching. For example, if I were to say uh, I eat the tasty apple, then it also affects our adjective. So we would say ich esse den leckeren Apfel. So we have another en ending here. So der leckere Apfel turns into den leckeren Apfel. Okay, See, it does get a little tricky, but I think the key thing is that we're always thinking about recognizing this, understanding it, and over time it will feel more natural. I guess when I started learning German, I would probably have said, ich möchte ein Kaffee. Genau. But now it feels really odd to say that. Yeah, that happens over time. To, yeah. Yeah. Sprachgefühl. Genau. <laughs> a wonderful Sprachgefühl, a feeling for language. Now, we also need to think about the accusative case with some prepositions, don't we? Genau. So we have different prepositions that talk about movement or that indicate a direction. Mm -hmm. For example, we have in. Mm -hmm. Some of these prepositions will be used with different cases. But when we talk about movement, we have things like in or auf. So when I'm saying 
ich fahre in den Urlaub, mm -hmm. I am going on holiday, it indicates that I am moving from one place to the other and yep. that's why we're using the accusative. Yep. But as Oliveira said, we will come across this again when we're looking at another case um, because certain prepositions need other cases. Genau. And okay. that's the dative case? I will, we'll leave that for now. <laughs> <laughs> so just let's think again about, we've, we've done nominative so far, that's a genau. subject of the sentence. Now we've done accusative and that's for the direct object of the sentence. And we've seen that it changes the masculine uh, definite article, um, Dea becomes den, and it also changes the indefinite article. Genau. So ein Café in the nominative, but einen Café, as we said, ich möchte ein Café uh, in the accusative. Genau. And the good news is it doesn't change the indefinite articles for die and das words either. Ausgezeichnet. Yeah. <laughs> Let's move on, because you mentioned that other case. Our third case would be the dative case. Genau. The dative case is used for the indirect object of a sentence, And the indirect object of a sentence is, the way that we can think about it is, the thing or the person that benefits from the action. That's a little bit philosophical. A tiny bit. <laughs> I know you like your famous. philosophy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so it benefits from the action. I think, do you know what, I think an example will help. Genau. For example, if I am gifting you an apple okay. or a mug, okay. in German we would say, ich schenke dir eine Tasse. Yeah. So here we have both cases. We have we have all three cases. Yeah. Ich, I yeah. am the subject. You are who are benefiting from uh -huh. this action of being gifted something. Yep. And the direct object, the mug, is in the accusative case. Yep. But you are the person who benefits from it. So yeah, I'm you benefiting are benefiting from the gift. Genau. So we use dir, which is in the dative case. Yeah. So. The, the, the cases, as we've said, they, they affect articles and so on, but they also will affect pronouns. Genau. So here we're using a pronoun, dia being a dative pronoun. But let's swap this around and you see perhaps I give my sister a mug or a gift or whatever. Okay, so it becomes a bit trickier here with the, with the endings. So I am saying my sister would be meine Schwester. Mm -hmm. But when she benefits from the gifting, so when it's in the dative case, I would say, ich schenke meiner Schwester eine Tasse. Yeah, so meiner Schwester, that's the dative version of meiner Schwester. And maybe if we just look at the the definite articles, mm -hmm. the definite articles are going to change this time for, for each of them. Yes. So we've got the masculine, which would normally be der, becomes dem. Genau. So give us an example of that. Wir helfen dem Mann. Okay, we are helping the man. Now they are helping, he's benefiting from this help. Genau. So he is in the dative. Wir helfen dem Mann. If it were, we're helping the woman. Wir helfen der Frau. So that, that's the one that confused me at the beginning, to be honest, because der, that's the masculine, is it not? But it's actually the feminine dative A definite article. Genau. So here we can see how der Mann turns into dem Mann and die Frau turns into der, der Frau. Okay. And then finally we have, well, in the singular we have the, the neuter. Genau. For example, wir helfen dem Kind. Yeah. So das Kind is neuter and it also turns into dem. Mm -hmm. So if that helps you to remember and our learners to remember as well, it's dem, der, dem. Yeah. And we also have plurals... Which would be? Den. 
den, D-I-N, so wir helfen den, den Kindern. Genau. Okay. Right. So far, so good. That's dative. And there's lots more that we can see about the dative. We will see one other thing, and that's about these prepositions. Genau. So this is where we come back to the prepositions that we saw with the accusative case about movement. Here, we for the dative case, we talk about location. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, just opposite of movement. We talk about being somewhere or yeah. being located somewhere. Yeah. And this is where it can get a little complicated because you could be, for example, um, <laughs> I remember Andrea always talked about dancing in places. Exactly. I remember too. <laughs> you could be dancing in a room and that's your location. Or you could be dancing into the room and that's your, your, your movement. movement. Yeah. So dancing into the room, that would be accusative. Genau. But dancing in the room, then that would be dative. Genau. So, uh, as the example, uh -huh. we had, ich tanze in den Raum, and that indicates movement, that's the accusative case, or ich tanze im Raum, yeah. that's the dative. And it's important to note here that in dem becomes im. Mm -hmm. So, it, the two kind of merge, the yeah. preposition in and the dem merge into im. Yeah. If I were to say in dem Raum, would, that, would you go, ah, you can't say that? No, yeah. it's not wrong. Uh, it's just not use that much yeah. but if you want to emphasize mm -hmm. in dem raum i yeah. am dancing in that room, room yeah. then that would be totally okay. fine that's accept expected actually good yeah. okay so nominative subject accusative direct object dative indirect object and then we've got one more case and this is a case that we don't often talk about in the early stages of learning yeah. german but i think there's a bit of of I don't know, fake Fear. worry yes. built up about it because it's not that difficult and it's the genitive. I think the fake worry comes from it not being used that much in spoken German, mm -hmm. but it's still really important to learn yeah. because we, we use it to talk about possession or we use it to talk about cases like uh, in the English language when we want to say of. Mm -hmm. So for example, if I'm saying this is the mug of my sister or this is my sister's mug, then I say, das ist die Tasse meiner Schwester. Yeah, so meiner Schwester, which sounds as if it could be dative. Genau. And that's why often in the German language and spoken German, mm -hmm. not in this case, but in many other contexts, the genitive is being replaced by the dative. Mm -hmm. So maybe that's why the genitive is not talked about that much. Yeah. I'm thinking we have something similar in English where we do change a word slightly. We add an apostrophe S. Um, yeah, so for like, possession. For possession, yeah. So um, this is the man's mug. Yeah, would that. Would be in German. That would be different in German. We would say das ist die Tasse des Mannes. Yeah, so des Mannes. Um, that is the mug of, of the, the man. Genau. <laughs> das ist die Tasse des Mannes. And you'll notice that man then also changes to Mannes, and sometimes with masculine words. Genau. And neuter, neuter words. words. We have a change in the actual word itself. If it was the mug of the child or uh -huh. the child's mug, we would say das ist die Tasse des Kindes. Des Kindes, yeah. Depending on what the word or the noun ends in, we have an ES or S ending. And I think the key thing about the genitive is that it's something that you get used to the more you see it, the more you're familiar with it. Um, and I, my advice about the genitive is don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> you get it after a certain time, I think. For sure. And that's true for most cases, for all of the cases, for all really. Of the cases. Yeah. Okay, I think we should perhaps summarize where we've gone with this lesson because we've talked about the, the nominative and that's the subject of the sentence. Genau. 
Then we also have the accusative case, which is for the direct object of a sentence mm -hmm. and also for certain prepositions when yep. we talk about movement or uh, a direction. And we also had the dative, and that's for the indirect object of the sentence, particularly when something receives the benefit of the, genau. of the, 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 the gift or whatever it is, the help or the gift and so on. Genau. And the dative also has uh, a prepositional element too, where we sometimes see particular prepositions used with the dative. And you could say the same about the genitive, because there are yes. some genitive prepositions. We are not going to talk about those now, though. As for another lesson, another another episode. You know, but mostly the genitive is talked about for possession and for talking about what something belongs to. Exactly. To someone, you know. Okay, I think we'll leave it there. So we hope that you have enjoyed this lesson. If you would like more examples and to see all of this information written down along with some handy, useful graphics to help you uh, remember those cases and uh, how the articles work with the cases, then you can find our blog article on this topic. And there's a link in the description of the podcast episode. If you'd like more help with your German, you can always subscribe to our regular free email lessons as well. For that, just visit coffeebreaklanguages.com slash German and look out for the next mini lesson in your inbox. Absolutely. We will be back soon with another podcast lesson for you. For now, vielen Dank und bis zum nächsten Mal. Happy coffee breaking. Tschüss. You have been listening to a Coffee Break Languages production for the Radio Lingua Network. Copyright 2023, Radio Lingua Limited. Recording copyright 2023 Radio Lingua Limited. All rights reserved.